I'm Stargate Pioneer from the Starling Tribune, a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready, because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. The Gunna Geek Network presents the latest installment of All Things Good and Nerdy. With your hosts, Naki. Turnet is really, really great for porn. <laughs> Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. And Chris. So I'm going to say this as nice as I can. You go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> They're here each week to talk about the latest in nerd news. And sometimes they bring a special guest host along, too. As Magneto once said, Ha ha ha, welcome to die! I want to cut you all. I'm just going to cut you all. Meat candy. Woohoo! You have boobs! So kick your feet up and relax as you take in the latest crazy episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. So, normally it's Naki that starts the show with a story, but I saw something so dumb yesterday... I felt that I should start the show with my story because it's a tale of how people are going to blow themselves up because they're fucking morons. Also, change is scary. Yeah, well, that's true, too. So, I needed to get gas yesterday because I had 30 cents off a gallon of Kroger points expiring, and yesterday was the 31st. It was the last day I could use them. So, everyone and their brothers at Kroger, of course. It never fails. So, I get up there, and there's a car. The car pulls right in front of me to steal the one gas pump that was open, and I cuss a little bit because it pissed me off. And then they sit in the car for like three minutes, and all the other pumps are busy, so I'm just waiting in line. And they sit in there, and they get out of the car with a cigarette hanging out of their mouth and their cell phone up to their ear, and they walk up to the cashier's box and go up there for another five minutes. Then she promptly comes back, cigarette still hanging in her mouth, cell phone in her ear, and starts pumping gas. I'm like, this bitch going to blow us up. (laughs) I'm sitting there, and I'm like, if you're the guy that runs the Kroger gas station, you're the cashier, you should probably be like, hey, you aren't supposed to talk on your phone or smoke when you're pumping gas in your car. And That is that is the epitome of dumb. Yeah, that wasn't said. So then I was I wanted to try and sneak into the pump in front of her because it opened up, but then there was two cars kind of parked that were blocking that in a little bit because one of the guys had stopped to get gas and his battery had died, so they were sitting there jumping it. So I'm like, huh, knowing my luck, there's going to be a random spark that comes up off this battery they're trying to jump. It's going to blow me up, or it's going to be this dumb bitch smoking her cigarette, talking on the cell phone, pumping gas, that's going to blow me up. It, it's a bad combination, guys. I thought I was going to die. And we're all happy that you did it. You're happy that I didn't, because then you would have to host. Yes, obviously. <laughs> you, you don't understand the epitome of my laziness. <laughs> well, maybe maybe we should make this a Naki host this show, then. Mm. Go Naki! <laughs> I kid, I kid. I wouldn't Thank you. Not the edition. I, I am not blind toss papa. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so looking in the chat room, we do have the Adahe, one of the the original hosts of the show is joining us this morning. He's like, Psh, I had a dollar off a gallon and called me a noob. And for those that had missed it, in the pre-show, he did threaten to cut me in the chat room. Yeah. I think it was the first thing he said in the chat room was that he was going to cut you. Because yeah. the show was... <laughs> yeah, this <show> was late. <laughs> and then uh, Stargate Pioneer, I see in the chat room also. He goes, everyone's out to get you, Chris. And he goes, it sounds like Wing's girlfriend. And I'm not. Sh- I'm guessing he's referring to the smoking and being on the cell phone and pumping gas thing to try and blow people up. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. Well, I mean, I, I heard that that was a rumor, but first off, you need to explain something to me. Does West Virginia allow smoking inside? 
No. So, they used to in some of the bars and stuff, but I know at least in my town slash city they passed a city ordinance saying you couldn't even smoke in bars anymore. So when your is your cashier box outside? You have to understand. I'm, I'm yeah. Um, it's an out, this whole Kroger gas station is an outdoor thing away from the grocery store, and they have a cashier box outside. They have literally like almost a hut that has bulletproof glass, a sliding tray, tray drawer, and then they sell cigarettes in there. And anyone that wants to pay cash for gas pays oh. there. See, they're just they're just tempting people. Why should they sell cigarettes right there with, next to the gas pumps? They're telling people to smoke next to the gas pumps. All right, so some context here. Where I live in West Virginia, if you're not familiar, West Virginia, the state, I'm going to try and hold it up so it looks right on camera. It looks like this, the middle finger. <laughs> I shit you not. If you look at West Virginia, it looks like that. And where I live is right here. Pennsylvania is right here. Pennsylvania's <laughs> cigarette prices are about one and a half to two times as much so a lot of people come to West Virginia from Pennsylvania to buy their smokes. Nice. So that's why it's such a big deal that the grocery stores and the gas station and stuff carry them, because they make bank off of out-of-towners coming in, especially on, like, football weekends or at big events that bring people into town. Oh, now that... Okay, so the cashier box thing makes sense. We don't have those anymore. Um, I was like, what are you talking about? Because, like, you have to actually... For our gas stations, you have to physically, like, go inside. So that's why I was like, how did she come out with a lit cigarette still? Well, there's just fucking morons in, all <clears> around. <throat> I mean, I live in a college town, so I figured it was a dumb college student, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't, because if that was a college student, they're pretty damn old and rough-looking. Hey. There's some old, old rough-looking college students. As yeah. an old college student, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, you don't look like you're about 45. Yay. So, there's that. Well, I don't know. She hasn't been on camera in, like, a couple months. We don't know. Yeah. So, I'm looking <laughs> in the chat room. Uh, Adahe said, we aren't that lucky, and I was talking about myself getting blown up. But then Stargate Pioneer has asked me, do I need a passport to drive into West Virginia from the rest of the United States? Well, no, you don't. And then he asks, Cabela's... You need to get said, back out, though. Exactly. He says, Cabela's is up on the finger part. And for context, Cabela's is right about here. One of the Cabela's. <laughs> In the finger part, it's in wheeling. I guess that's better than the whole Michigan mitt thing, or however the hell their hand points up. If you're just a middle <laughs> finger, that's cooler. <laughs> that very well could be. So let's see. A couple more comments in the chat room, then we'll start with the show. Adahe says, "Hmm, G Plus looks a lot light, nicer than it used to." And then Stargate Pioneers asked, "Is that because Naki isn't on camera?" Oh. I'm gonna leave that one. Oh. I'm gonna let Naki respond to that one. No, I'm sad inside. He's <laughs> sad. Now it's your turn to threaten to cut a bitch. Yeah, I mean, he's setting you up to threaten people. It's true. I mean, I'll totally cut Stargate Pioneer. <laughs> he doesn't live that far from me, just a few states over. I'll find him. That's you're going to hunt him down and cut him. It's true. <laughs> you heard it here at about the 5 minute and 45 second mark of this week's episode. It's going to get cut. Is going to cut him. It's true. Y'all don't live that far from me. And I have a car. It's like 10 hours from Chicago to where I live. Yeah. That's well, doable. It's eight hours from Chicago to Toronto. So. Hmm. That's true. You're angry enough. You can drive ten hours straight. It's true. If Don, just be like <laughs> that angry astronaut and wear adult diapers so you don't have to stop. Ew. <laughs> no, I still can't believe that crazy bitch. I can't either. I really can't either. So... <laughs> Let's start rolling into the actual show here. We've started off with our six and a half minutes of random bullshit, but welcome everyone to episode 144 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, recorded live on February 1st, 2015. 
it is Super Bowl Sunday, people, and I'm allowed to say it because it's not against the law to say the term Super Bowl. If you don't believe me, go to Ars Technica and read the article there. It's good times. Superb owls. I tell them, bring, bring on the fucking, uh, bring on the cease and desist letter. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Yeah, well, I'm going to screw all of you and just say Superb Owls for the rest superb of the Superb Owls? I enjoy the Suburb Owls. I enjoy the commercials. And we have gotten some previews of some of the commercials, and they did look pretty good. I don't care. I didn't watch any. I'm waiting to actually watch them on the Super Bowl. Well, The Rock said there's a Fast and Furious 7 trailer that's going to premiere tonight. I know there's going to be an Age of Ultron teaser of some kind, probably just a 30-second TV spot. Snickers is doing Danny Trejo and the Brady Bunch commercials that look hilarious, because I saw one I've of seen them. the pictures of those, yeah, that have been flying all over Facebook. Did you guys know that Machete is part of the Spy Kids universe? Because I found that out, and that... Correct, yeah. He's our uncle and babysitter. Yep, I was like, huh. <coughs> yeah. Basically, anything that. that Robert Rodriguez is in, except I think the first Sin City movie, is the only thing that Danny Trejo didn't eventually show up in. Other was he than in that, the second Sin City movie? No, because I don't think Robert Rodriguez had much to do with it. Oh. Or did he direct the second one? I'm not sure. But no, I don't think he's in the Sin Cities, but pretty much everything else Robert Rodriguez has done, Danny Trejo's in there somewhere. I'm okay he with loved it. He that guy. Man, Danny I Trejo's loved it. He was great in Breaking Bad. He was. Oh, yeah, El, El Tortuga. <laughs> Wasn't that it, the tortoise? Yes, and the way they took out the tortoise was fantastic also. was fucking awesome, yeah. That's, that might be his best death on camera. When is um when does Better Call Saul start? Is that this week? Next week, I think. Next week. I have to get my DVR ready. I've got to set the season pass on too. I've watched the trailers; it looks really good. I cannot wait. I think the only thing I'm excited for on that is Mike. I love the actor that played Mike. Yeah, I love Mike. It's just gonna there... be a good period. Well, I mean, Breaking Bad was just so well done. You know? Don't spoil me. I still haven't finished it. How have you still not finished it? I just haven't. And here's the kicker. I haven't been spoiled yet. I don't know anything that happens after where I left off, and I'm intrigued. Holy shit. I want, oh, I feel I want to spoil it. <laughs> you know how hard it has been. Anytime no I see the words shit. Breaking Bad in an article, I'm like, well, skip a little bit. Skip just a little skip bit. It. <laughs> Dude, you got to get on that shit. Someone's going to ruin know. it. Oh, you, you got to ruin that shit. Oh, man. So it should be the top of the fucking list. You should be watching Breaking Bad episodes before you're watching new episodes of Arrow and The Flash. No, fuck that. You, I gotta, I gotta talk to about Arrow and podcasts. I can't skip watching Arrow. We already know <laughs> you lie about shows that you fucking say you watched and didn't, so go watch Breaking Bad hey, and then hey. lie about The Flash. We don't share that on public consumption, all right? <laughs> oh, there's only, like, four people watching anyways. Anyways, uh, how far are you... Wait, real question. How far are you in Breaking Bad? How much do you have left to finish? Season 3 finale. Jesus, what? What? Wait, how many seasons are there? There's oh, five. shit! Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, oh damn. We're all dead now. Adahay's here. How's it going, guys? Yeah! Adahay's back. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that would happen. Long time, long time. Well, people that are new to the show, you might not remember. The Adahay, one of the original hosts, he's back today. I gave him a random invite in the chat room. <laughs> Hi, Adahay. Do you have yeah. a tiny Adahay in your arms? I do. This is, this is Baby Sky. It's so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> we were... 
We were up because she said feed me, uh, and I'm like, no, oh, we'll see. I'll see how the show's going. And then she conked out on us. So it's good time. Hey, Tiny Eddie. If you remember, Stephen John Drew used to uh, let his infant son listen to the show, and we put it to sleep on a regular basis too. That says oh, a lot no, about, no, no. It, it's a gift. It says a lot about how awesome the show is, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we almost had Nokia on camera too for a second. <laughs> So how have things been going since we last talked to you, Adam? Hey, uh, I work a lot and I sleep very little. Uh, <laughs> it's about the same. Well, I'll say, if anything, that's just going to get worse now. Yeah, it's not too <laughs> bad right now. She's only uh, she's eight days old as of today. Nice. But uh, yeah, right now she just sleeps all the time, so it's not too bad. <laughs> it's the waking up thing that's going to be uh, miserable, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, that gets to you. <laughs> We'll send you some caffeine pills or something. Uh, no dose. Mini I had a, a guy uh, give me like a hundred dollar Starbucks gift card um, at, at our baby shower. He's like, "You'll need this." Oh, no <laughs> doubt. Nice. Nice. Start well, drinking that hot buttered coffee. It's good for you. No. <laughs> just, just get you some Surge. They sell that on Amazon now. Uh, yeah, yeah. One, one of the guys I work with orders it by the case, like all the time. Ugh, I was joking I when I said that. That stuff is I makes tried me it. Like, even as a teenager, I tried it once, and I was like, ow, this is gross. Ew. <laughs> it's not that bad. Shut you up, know, Anthony. You like everything. Better, it's, it's, it's pretty better than Jolt. It's better than Jolt. It's not better than balls. <laughs> you just well, you like your balls. balls out of it. Yeah, you just wanted to say balls. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a good segue to say balls, so. <laughs> he hasn't missed a beat. He's been gone for almost a year, and he hasn't missed a damn beat. <laughs> Balls are the way to go, man. Balls for everything. I don't know if I want balls in a can or if I want balls in a bottle. I would go with balls in a bottle. I don't even know how to respond. How about balls and a bottle? (laughs) I feel like that is a dangerous combination. It probably is. It's a good way to end up with one of these. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we know Naki's thoughts on children, so... Tiny as, as somebody who works with children, yeah, it's great. I love children; they're my favorite. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I cut out I cut out my uterus with a piece of metal that I found lying on the side of the road. <laughs> awesome. Use a spoon. I'm gonna cut that out for the new show intro. I think. <laughs> nice. If I remember. So, you want to hang out with us for a little bit, Adahay? I can. I got some time. Because we're just going to roll into our old typical stuff. Let's go into the news of the week. News of the week. News team, assemble! Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. And I'm going to go first because since I host the show, it's my prerogative to do that. That's a first. Usually you make me go first. Okay, Naki, you can go first then. Damn it, that's not always what I was meaning. <laughs> What are you going for us, Naki? Uh, the terrible fa- Fantastic Four trailer that came out this week. It's not oh. terrible. It's pretty terrible. It's not terrible. No, it's, it's terrible. I want to agree with Naki. It, it's vastly oh. underwhelming, I say. Wow, Adahe agreed with me. This is the first time in the almost three years that we've done this <laughs> show. That's because he's the kinder, gentler Adahe now. Not it's really. It's because there's a child on his arm. 
That's possible. Yeah, I only touch bitches while the while the baby's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so, what 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 are your thoughts on the Fantastic Four trailer? Then, Naki, start us off on this. In the in the kinder, gentler way, it's terrible. Ooh. Um, <laughs> it's okay. So the the whole thing starts off with a bunch of like science fiction flashes, and then you get to see, like, a little clip of this person, a little clip of this person, a little clip of this person, and then you see a little bit of fire, and you see uh, the thing kind of come to life, and then you see Fantastic Four this summer, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. No, it's Fanta Four-tastic, I think. I just wanted to say ass Who doesn't want to say ass-tastic? It's pretty astastic. I was really like, I'm excited because of who they have cast, um, but this... with the chick they have in it versus Jessica Alba, it's not astastic. The original two FF movies were astastic because they had Jessica Alba in a skin tight outfit. That's astastic. But anytime Jessica Alba touches a comic book franchise, nothing good happens. Sin City One was awesome. Eh. I liked it to a point. I thought her story was the weakest story out of them, though. Callahan and Nancy are awesome. They, they yeah, were in the book. Great. In the book. They were great in the movie. Meh. So look at the chat. Look at the chat right now. Wayne thinks we're crazy. He says it's amazing. He said something similar on the Gun and Geek podcast when we recorded on Tuesday. I, I was pretty underwhelmed, and I think J.S. brought up a good point. He goes, when you have to try and sell audiences on your movie that no one's going to care about by saying, hey, don't forget, we made X-Men also. <laughs> yeah, like um, one of the comments that I had on Facebook from um, a friend of mine who's I know him as Red Star. Um, he said that they're trying to ride the interstellar way with 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 this trailer, and I completely agree with him. Like it's totally just like, hey, Interstellar came out a few months ago, and that was really cool. So this is kind of like Interstellar, but nothing really like it. But here's some sci-fi stuff. It's Interstellar. It's got Interstellar, rather. Excuse me. It's got touches of Star Trek in it. It seemed like, from my perspective, it's a teaser. It did its job in that regard. Is it teased me with what's coming? I'm a little more intrigued than I was before. But it's it's not a great trailer. It's different, and it has a weird tone to it. Wing brings up a good point in the chat room. He said, for once, they make something that looks different. Let's face it, all the Marvel movies look the same. Time for some changes, so keep an open mind. I got an open mind, but it's it's really... It's not a Marvel movie. Yeah, there is that. But it's also really hard to forget (laughs) all of the news that's leaked out about how shitty this is. (laughs) And that's why I think I really liked the trailer, was between... Since, from the casting of Michael B. Jordan until now, every other piece of information that they've sent out, I thought was a reason to not see the movie. Other than Michael B. Jordan's casting in this trailer, those are the only two things that make me actually want to see it. Other than the fact that you have to watch it because that's your well, trend. I have to, but still. I like the trailer. I thought it looked good. I'm still the only thing I'm not buying is Miles Teller is the smartest man on the planet. <laughs> and every movie I've seen him in, he plays the big dumb friend, and he still looks like the big dumb friend to me. I, I don't know. They better have him spewing some really good scientific shit to make me believe too. he's Reed Richards. Have you, have you had a chance to see it, Adai? You said you agreed with Naki, so I'm assuming... First I, I, I have seen it, and uh, like you said, it is a teaser. It gives you a good tease of vomit in your mouth. Um. <laughs> <laughs> do what I can. I thought it was pretty awful. I, just, I, just, I don't know. I, I'm, granted, I'm not the biggest fan of the Fantastic Four, either. I love Reed Richards, but I, don't, I hate everyone else. Um... Because I also am the smartest man on the planet. Um, 
I forgot all of these things. It's a co-title. <laughs> me, me and Reed Richards, and we like to hold it over uh, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark. Um, but uh, I, I just can't get interested in that movie at all. Granted, I, I can't wait for Deadpool, but uh, my life's there. Maybe that's all I care about. Maybe maybe that's what it is. I mean, Deadpool is coming. We're going to have to get you to come back after Deadpool, I think. I'll try. Oh, for sure. The Adahay official review. <laughs> I'll so, try. Did anyone else? We talked about it on a different podcast. I'm gonna eat cash for Did anyone catch the Easter egg that's in this trailer? Mm, I don't think so. No. If, if you remember, there's that scene where Kate Mara is looking at a computer screen with a map on it, or whatnot. If you look, there's a little IP address in that. It's 23.211.190.125. And if you put that in your browser, it'll randomize. You'll either get a Wikipedia entry, a Comic Vine page, or a Marvel Wiki for Latveria. Nice. So I thought that was a cool little Easter egg that they did not that they're saying that Latveria will exist in some way, shape, or form. I'm gonna be highly disappointed if Doctor Doom is a blogger from Latveria, though. That's what they said. That rumor is true. That's gonna be the saddest fucking thing ever. I agree. So let me go back to the chat room real quick. Um, yeah, Wayne's going nuts on us. Yeah, Wayne <laughs> said, like Marvel does not put a giant Marvel logo in their trailer to say, "Hey, we made Avengers." They do. No, but they, they put a giant say, Marvel hey, logo Avengers. to say, "Hey, we still own this franchise. This one's ours." <laughs> well, that brings him to his next point. He goes, "Do you think Marvel could have sent those rumors out to get the rights back?" And for those that don't recall, the rumors are basically that the FF movie sucks ass. Pretty much. I don't know if Marvel would actually go so far as to have anybody working for them spread rumors. I don't think they need to because they're still sitting on their pile of Avengers money. And even if they didn't have that pile of Avengers money, they now have Disney money. I don't think they really care whether or not it does well for Fox, other than the fact that it is their characters. But I don't think they would try to undermine them in a way to get them back, other than what they're doing by canceling the books. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with you. I don't think they they're doing that much. They, who knows? Sorry, um, the... The, fi- the Fantastic Four books haven't been that good anyways. So. Well, there's a reason they canceled it. Yeah. <laughs> the Jedi Ross is in the chat room, actually. He goes, I cannot believe I'm catching the return of the Adahe. <laughs> 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 You're blowing minds, Adahe. It's a spectacle. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Give us about 10, 15 more minutes, and we will probably put you to sleep. It's a gift. Uh, that's, that's, I, I, I usually turn this on to go to sleep, actually. Well, I'm glad we can help. Yeah, I, we're very helpful. It's probably honored. the most boring show on the internet. <laughs> we should change that to our tagline: the most boring <laughs> show on the internet. The most boring show on the internet. Oh, I don't know. There's probably a couple shows out there that would fight us for that one. I, you know, as as um, I, what was I watching? I was watching PewDiePie for whatever reason. PewDiePie. Sorry. Yeah, and. Uh, there was one episode that I've, I've never seen, and I never thought PewDiePie would actually put me to sleep, but I wound up falling asleep to it. I don't even know what you're talking about. What the fuck is a PewDiePie? Um, Dude who makes more money than all of us combined and does absolutely nothing and is completely a waste of time. Yeah, and yeah. South Park absolutely pegged him perfectly when they did their uh, PewDiePie and Cartman Bra episodes. Yeah, those episodes were great. Yes. Cartman Bra? Carmen Bra. <laughs> so one last thing on Fantastic Four, and I'll toss to myself, I guess, for news. Then, uh, Wing has said, "Please don't tell me the Ant Man trailer was better than Fantastic Four." Uh, Ant Man at least gave you an idea as to what you're 
going to see. I thought they were both average at best. I, I think actually, the FF trailer was way better than the Ant-Man trailer. Mm, I mean, I, I can I see, see why, but... As a teaser, it worked better. It, that, it's going to make people that are especially not huge comic fans more interested in seeing what they're going to do with those characters. Yeah. Compared like, to what they did with Ant-Man. Like, that trailer didn't make you interested to see what Paul Rudd's going to do with that character. That's because I think the trailer was poorly edited. I think Ant-Man actually was the better trailer in a sense that, not not that it was good by any means, but in the sense that it's actually gave you, like, it gave you an instinct as to what they're going to do. Like, you, you knew that it was going to be a superhero movie. They didn't try to mislead you into thinking it's a science fiction movie. Uh, but I don't think Josh Trank directed a superhero movie. I think what he's directed is a sci-fi movie that just happens to have people with powers in it, just like Chronicles. So I was going to say, so it's just Chronicle. Chronicles. Chronicles. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a movie with kids with telekinesis, but it wasn't a movie about superheroes or people with superpowers. It was a science fiction film that just happened to have people with superpowers. So and he's I think remaking Chronicles, which doesn't work for Fantastic Four. Well, we'll see. <laughs> it might I never saw Chronicle. I don't know anything. Yeah, I actually, I actually, I actually just saw it. Amazing. I just saw it. I liked it, but it's not Fantastic Four. I know I that Wing, Fantastic Four. I know Wing absolutely loves Chronicle, and I'm sure that's what he's writing in here. <laughs> actually, no, he's writing. He's writing. Uh, the, Wing is writing us the formula for how Marvel teaser trailers work. He goes, <laughs> formula, deep voiceover, sad music, side character, vista shots, mini tease of the hero, last joke before the credits. That's fairly accurate. Uh, he's That's pretty, pretty much spot on. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, but at least those give you some more as to what you're going to see. I don't know, like, fan- the Fantastic Four trailer, I think, just pissed me off because I really want Fantastic Four to be good. Because I want a good Fantastic Four movie. That's but... such a thing will never exist. Exactly. <laughs> there are already two good Fantastic Four movies. I don't know what you people are talking about. Oh, dear God, Anthony. What is wrong with you? Chris <laughs> Evans as the Human Torch is amazing. No, Chris Evans as Captain America is amazing. <laughs> Chris, Chris Evans as the Human Torch was good, and uh, Ben Grimm was great. But the rest yeah, of it was is pretty awful. Chicklist was awesome, but the way they did Ben Grimm on film was terrible. Yeah, that, was the, script, the scripts weren't great. There was problems with the scripts, but Chris Evans and yeah, it's called were they were written. Fantastic. That was the problem. Hey, at least their doom was running around kicking ass. He's not a fucking blogger. Yeah, if they make him a blogger, I'm, I'm done. Like I will walk out of the theater. Like, uh, this points us out. Uh, we have podcasters complaining about bloggers. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the internet hate. Meta, we are as meta as they can. <laughs> we do need some internet hate, but I'll, I'll take. Let's shift off this topic because I'm sure we keep arguing it for a while. Let's talk. It's still Marvel, but it's also Lego, and it's something oh, incredibly badass. And it's going to make me spend boatloads of money. I don't know if you guys saw it, but earlier this week, Marvel and Lego announced that they are doing the Shield Helicarrier Lego set. I shit you not. Three hundred thousand pieces. pieces. You get two Quinjets with it. It looks badass. It should be bigger. It's It's huge. It's it's ginormous. What are you talking about? It should be flag helicarrier sized. 
See, <laughs> I wish I could still like get my hands on like a good like Death Star, the, the the old Death Star Lego, and then that one, and then have room and time, and I would just have them hanging like from the ceiling. Well, there's that. Have you seen the Super Star Destroyer? They also did of the Legos. No, I missed that one. Oh, my God. There's a Super Star Destroyer also, and there's this YouTube video that makes me want to cry when I see it. It's this guy showing off both the Death Star and the Super Star Destroyer, and he starts making it fly, and it's probably fake that he's joking around doing this. He starts making it fly, and like he slips and throws the Super Star Destroyer into the Death Star, and you just see them both shatter. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, that's like 7,000 Lego pieces just everywhere now. I hope it's the best Lego accident ever caught on film. I hope it's real and he had to cry and then put it all back together. I, I don't think it's real, but I think it's <laughs> real fun to watch. Let's put it that way. Uh, they, according to the article, the Quinjet, excuse me, the helicarrier is two feet long. The full set includes two Quinjets, various fighter jets, ground vehicles. You also get Hawkeye, Maria Hill, Captain America, Nick Fury, Black Widow, and generic S.H.I.E.L.D. officer minifigures. But no Coulson. Coulson's dead. Exactly. No, they're probably waiting to do Colson and something else. But seriously, I just thought this was badass, and I want it really badly. So, someone buy it for cool. me. The tax man's gonna get. The tax man's gonna send you a check, and you're gonna yeah. go out and buy. I that. can't justify buying a three thousand piece Lego set. I don't know where I'd put it on, <laughs> and I don't know where I would build it so that if I didn't do it all in one stretch, my dog wouldn't destroy it while I'm gone. Or they get rid of your dog and build it on your coffee table. It's priorities. Also, there's also the priorities. cat. The Take cat would, the, the cat the would also Get rid of the cat, too. Cats are dicks. Cats are dicks. Cats are dicks? Cats dicks are demons. Cats. But that's all, that was my news. It was too cool not to share is the fact that there's a 3,000-piece Lego Helicarrier coming soon. And it actually looks pretty similar to what they did in the Marvel Lego superheroes. Right, Virtual reality porn real. So, we got that going for us. So, who wants to take news next? Anthony, you want to go? I can do mine. It's pretty quick. Um, Marvel is now jumping into the monthly nerd box uh, contest with all the different ones coming out, trying to fight against Loot Crate. They have the Marvel Collector's Core, and the first one that they have coming out, they have the sneak peek, is a 6-inch Hulkbuster pop figure inside, which is just fucking awesome looking. I'll share the image here. Um, but they're doing a, it's a, I think right now it's a one box every two months. It's $25 for each box with a minimum of $50 value for what's inside. So the first one comes with the Hulk figure, a t-shirt, stylized vinyl, or the that's the collectible, and two premium accessories. And then they also have the option of if you just want to throw away a ton of money, I think it's 150 bucks. you can join the Founders Program. And on that, you get a collectible 8-inch founder statue every year on the anniversary of your membership, along with the boxes. So, so yeah, is that, Marvel's is that trying to dip for in. The, is that $150 for a month, or is that $150 for a year? I think it's $150 up front, and then you still have to pay the $25. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, it, it's pricey, but, yeah, there's... It's you know it's Marvel jumping in with everybody else. It's just the 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 cool thing is they were smart enough that theirs is actually marked as it's the Marvel Collector's Core powered by Funko. So, so I'm pretty sure you're guaranteed to get a Funko Pop figure every single box. When is, is this cool. when is this box month trend going to go away? I mean it, it was cool to begin with, but now everyone's doing it. You get a few as soon cool as those things. companies stop making money. 
Man, I don't know. I I thought about doing it at one point. There's some really cool stuff, but then there's a bunch of stuff that I would never use that comes in that, and I feel like I'm just buying junk to buy junk in some cases. Am, am I wrong? So that's more expensive than nerd 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 block and loot crate, then, isn't it? Well, it's twenty five bucks a month, but they're doing it every two months, so it's not a monthly thing like loot crate yet. Because right now they're set up for June, August, and October are the upcoming boxes. So there's is going to only be six boxes a year. So in the long run, it would actually be cheaper. Just the founders program is more expensive. I don't know. Like, I I see these these crates like new loot crate and nerd block and whatever. And there's like people and yeah, it's it's pretty much the same feeling that Chris has, where there's like one cool thing and then a bunch of crappy things. And it's like it's, it's literally for people with disposable income. If you've got an extra twenty five bucks a month to just throw away on something that might be cool, you get, you know, a package in the mail every month. People I, love getting shit in the mail. It's like Christmas every month. I want the Japanese candy one if I was gonna choose one. The <laughs> Japanese candy one has me excited. I love me some Japanese candy. If I could afford it, I would get this Marvel one just because I know that the with it being powered by Funko with their little stamp on it, getting a, a Funko pop figure every two months that I'm pretty sure are going to be exclusive only to the Marvel boxes would be pretty cool just to see what they're going to give you. Wing has a point that I tend to agree with. He goes, I prefer buying stuff I really want. If not, I feel I'm paying for dust collectors. And that's why I think a lot of the stuff in here is, is you get a couple cool things and then a lot of dust collectors. Well, yeah, that's how they get them cheap and then sell them to you for less than what it costs them, so they make a profit. Yeah, I mean they how did some cool works, stuff. Chris. Sorry, that's how business works, Chris. Yeah, good point. Maybe maybe I'm just more grown up. I don't need as much stupid stuff. Grant, you can see my desk is covered in action figures and Funko Pops and stupid. <laughs> and you have a Spider-Man hanging from your microphone. Yeah, I do, and I also have one right here. I have room for more stupid stuff. I just can't afford one of these box subscriptions yet. Well, you got but when I can, I'll probably get one for a year or so. Well, I like how they're doing some of the stuff. They're having some exclusive comics in there because I know there was a Star Wars number one in the last Loot Crate, and a while back they did the latest Batman had a variant for Loot Crate. That was kind of cool, but yeah, I, and I don't Loot care Crate much. Now, when they pick a comic, they're bumping up sales figures on those comics that they put in their boxes. It adds, you know. But sometimes up, upwards of like fifty thousand issues being sold if it goes into every loot crate box, like that's ridiculous. There's books out there that don't sell fifty thousand issues total. Fifty thousand was a drop in the bucket for Star Wars number one that was <clears throat> printing with over a million yeah. copies. That was also Star Wars number one. There's that's point. Yeah, I, someone was asking me. I can't remember. I think my one was playing next week. Like, oh, is this Star Wars number one going to be collectible? I'm like, no. 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 You can read it, have fun with it, but there's over a million first editions out. No. It's not collectible at all. Your, any of the comics that you're purchasing right now, and probably 80s, 90s comics, yeah, actually I know 80s, 90s comics, and probably most of the 2000s comics, they're basically worth a nickel, if you're lucky. Yeah. Well, variants... My be... collectible is, a, is an unknown series that starts an image that six months later becomes the hottest thing in the world. Walking Dead. Walking Saga. Dead, East West, Saga... Yeah. 
books like that where they come out of nowhere, have no fanfare, and then six months later the world realizes they're the coolest fucking thing ever. Well, and Those are the art- only books that are worth There's buying. some artificial scarcity built into that too because they generally short the number of number ones they print to build up that buzz. So you have a temporary bump for the first six months anyways because everyone's like, oh my god, another image number one that I can't find because we short printed yeah, it. I'm not sure it's so much them shorting it. It's literally just image saying, hey, we're only going to print 10,000 copies of this book because we don't know if it's going to do any good or not. Mm-hmm. And then they they do they and they do reprints and stuff like that. Yeah. Image actually so has turn around really... do the dollar the dollar first issues again, so you can still read right. it if you want. I, I'm a I'm a cynic here because anymore nowadays I read my most of my comics digitally because it's easier and I don't have to have a bunch of stuff stacked up. Oh, I still have the whole image bundle to download. That's gonna take a day. <laughs> I still buy some. I got I buy stuff from my local shop and I generally then redeem the digital code and then read them on my iPad and then. Every eight months to a year, I take a bunch of comics to Goodwill or whatever for them to give to kids. Uh, yeah, hospitals always accept nice. comics. Although, I would be just be wary when you do the when you do some of the uh, not Marvel comics. Marvel comics are generally safe for children, um, with the exception of like their um, like Kickass and like you know the few that they do that they have the mark on there where it says mature content. Um, a lot of at least the hospitals around here, they'll they won't take anything that has like mature content in it. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It doesn't matter to me. It's I just don't need them Super anymore. Dinosaur for everybody. If I've got them digitally Super already, dinosaur. that's excuse me, that's great. And anymore nowadays, holding on to a bunch of comics that are excuse me, current day comics, they're not going to be worth anything. So they're just dust collectors. And yeah. maybe that's the wrong way to look at. It, but I'd rather someone else get to read them and enjoy them because I remember being a kid. Comics. Yeah, I remember being a kid reading comics, and I would reread them so many times they would start to fall apart because I love them so much. So if I can pass that on to someone and still be able to reread whenever I want because I just whip out my iPad, who cares? Maybe I have the wrong viewpoint on things. Maybe I'm part of the reason brick and mortar stores are dying. I don't know. You are. Uh, I'm not getting rid of my comics yet. <laughs> no, I mean, in different strokes for different folks. I completely understand that too. I'm not getting rid of a bunch of the stuff that I grew up with that I love, but. A lot of my modern day stuff, I just don't care as much. And maybe it's because I'm on a comic downswing right now, where there's a bunch of stuff I don't care about out. Eh, could be anything. What do I know? Nothing. You're an Not old much. man. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I'm still the youngest here. I win. <laughs> no, you're not the youngest here. That's yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, well, okay. There's a you show baby now. Count. We have a show baby. <laughs> <laughs> See? Hi. Show baby. Hi, <laughs> when when do you get the show baby their first knife to learn to cut people? Uh she's already has it. Okay, um, I figured. <laughs> Tiny knife. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we gave it to her at birth. I, I figured you might have sprung for the Wolverine package and had knives implanted that pop out of her hands or something. I talked I to the know. doctor about that. He said no. <laughs> Bastard. I know. <laughs> Bullshit. Let's see. So I think that was going to wrap us up for the news week. We brought you on really last minute. Did you have anything you wanted to talk about as a big news piece other than mini Adahe? I could. Um, there's a dude who played Super Mario World with his nose and a recorder. Did you hear about that? No. What? How the hell is <laughs> that? Mean? Uh, yeah, remember how to screen share here real quick. Do, 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 do. Oh, it's like the recorder's up his nose. Yeah, here. Okay, if you can see my screen here. Um, yeah, I've got it. 
Yeah, he has a new recorder in his nose, and he's playing Super Mario World using pitches and sounds. Um, there you go. Yeah, what a brave new world we live in. I guess technically that's a talent. Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. Well, Some people just have too much free time. Some people just want to be internet famous a little too bad, I think. That's that is, true. That just, is something. Yeah, because you have no talent, Chris. Well, that's why I host a podcast, is to make that's up why a lot of talent. You use the non-talented person with no charisma to try and keep things moving along, and you surround yourself with charismatic people that will bring the fun. I'm just a glorified road conductor, or railroad conductor. I thought you guys would realize this by now. I like it. We were just trying to be nice and not not completely crush you, but... Nice? What the hell is wrong with you? Uh, I don't. I can't even begin. I don't understand. <laughs> I start sticking things up my nose and see how internet famous I can get. Well, you'd have to turn your camera on to do that. Oh wait, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, Pixar didn't happen, Nagi. That's the rule. The Pixar oh. didn't happen. My plan has been foiled. Quite easily. So. I know. That, I think that wraps up news of the week. I did have a few extra news stories we can touch on before the show wraps because we still got about ten minutes before we need to start wrapping things up. Uh, in the news, it's kind of obvious, but I'm kind of sad to see confirmation. Is Joss Whedon said he's pretty much doubtful he's going to direct Avengers: Infinity War. He said, "quote I couldn't imagine doing this again. It's enormously hard, and it'd be by then a good five years since I created anything completely my own. So it's very doubtful I would take on the two-part Infinity War movie that would eat up the next four years of my life." And I'm yeah, sad, but at the same time... Directing that, it's going to be a huge undertaking. Oh, yeah. Peter Jackson. I'll do it. I don't want to see the Avengers walking for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck wants to watch that? They're going to buy Swamp Thing rights so they can have a walking tree. <laughs> man Thing. There you go. No Man, yeah. It's news we kind of knew was coming because everyone's like, man, he's put a lot of time in this. And he did follow up later, and I don't have the direct quote, but he didn't say he was done. He still wants to be involved in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so he'll probably continue in his role as the quote-unquote godfather of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He just won't be directing pictures. So he's going to make people offers? I mean, I'm up for an offer. I mean, Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think it would be cool to see Joss Whedon becomes like the director of all the shorts that they put on the Blu-rays and the DVDs. There's that, and he'll probably still be one of the guys that helps coordinate everything, because if you think about it, Legends of Shield, it's not Legends of Shield, Agents of Shield, pardon the uh, slip up there, was pretty much one of his ideas, and it's his production crew and a bunch of weed knights that are doing that show right now. Well, and I see him being involved in, like, script rewrites and stuff, too. Because even yeah. if he's not directing, this is still the guy that in one year wrote Toy Story 3, Cabin in the Woods, and Avengers. Like, yeah, the dude can write his ass off. Guys, this just clears it up so that Joss Whedon can do Star Wars 8. J.J. Abrams can do Avengers Infinity War? No, no, no. <laughs> Imagine no. the lens flares off the yeah. Infinity Gauntlet. No. no. We're going to need someone to go and murder hey. Anthony Bachman. Because remember, when we say stupid things on this show, it tends to happen. I know! That's what he's banking on. We need to remind people of pain and gain. That and is that reminds you that the rock is Black Adam. Thank you very much. Now I'm sad because Anthony's just made it so that J.J. Abrams is going to do Infinity War. That's going to be a shiny-ass Infinity Gauntlet, I'm telling I'm, you, man. I'm, in, I'm available. I'm way cheaper than J.J. Abrams. Come on. <laughs> the Stargate Pioneer brings up a good point. He goes, Kevin Feige's actually the godfather of the MCU. 
okay, yes, but Joss Whedon is also, because let's be honest, most of this wouldn't be happening without Whedon nowadays. Uh, Feige's in charge, but Whedon's the one pushing the, the new ideas. Feige's just making sure that all the new ideas fit in the Marvel Universe. Right, and, and the current rumor for who's going to helm Infinity War, we talked about it probably three months ago when it came out. The rumor still is that Joe and Anthony Russo, who did Winter Soldier and are doing Cap Civil War, will continue to then do Infinity War Part 1 and 2. That could be cool. I'm okay with that. Winter Soldier was pretty awesome. Winter Soldier is badass, man. That was a great flick. It's they know how to work with American the American American that's for sure. Yeah. We get a wicked fight sequence when the Avengers actually go hand-to-hand with Thanos. That could be very cool. Why is Thanos going to go hand-to-hand? He'll just put him down. He's got Eventually they're going to make him get his lazy ass out of that chair and fight. He's just going to take his hand and just smash him. Just yeah. His his ass, very similar to Chris's ass, has become physically attached to that chair. It's impossible. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one ass cheek that's permanently attached, all right? Get it right. Chris is the good one who goes to the gym. I do. I just stopped checking in all the time because it was annoying. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it was us how annoying. you really feel, Anna. Hey, Tell us how you it really feel. It was annoying feel. for me to remember to do it, too. It was most of the reason that happened. I was like, man, fuck this. I keep forgetting. See, I just figured you were to give up. I'm doing a, uh, a 10K obstacle race in May if you want to come join me, Chris. Do it. Maybe. Do it. Obstacle courses are fun. I don't want to die. Uh, I I can't guarantee I won't help that happen. But yeah, that's <laughs> see, that's why I'm kind of hesitant here because we do know how much Adahe loves his knives and threatening to cut people. So if you put me in physical proximity to him again with a knife, I'm liable to get cut. Or in the middle of an obstacle course where no one will notice that you got cut. Exactly. Or so he'll just throw you out. He could just throw you in the mud pit and then stand on you, but that would fuck up his time. (laughs) I don't do it for time. I'm I'm not nearly that fast. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. So, let's see. What do I have? I have a couple (laughs) other stories here we can touch on real quick. Do you want want Superman or do you want Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. No one gives a fuck about Superman. They're both stories. So, Beetlejuice news I was seeing is that uh, Seth Graham Smith, who did um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, is doing the screenplay for Beetlejuice 2. His plan is to have it set in the present day, and he wants to bring Michael Keaton back to be Beetlejuice again. That's the correct well, answer. That's yeah. what else could and be Beetlejuice. That's the only possible way they can do the movie. Winona Ryder? Yeah. Uh, they just have to watch her on sets just not stealing stuff. Well, what else has she been doing these days? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing at all. Stuff. <laughs> and, and for those that were curious, it's Tim Burton that picked Seth Graham Smith to write the reboot. Well, not reboot, the sequel. So Burton has kind of got his fingers in it. He's the godfather of the Beetlejuice world. I don't know. That's a terrible thing. <laughs> I, I'm not, I've, I've been so disillusioned at Tim Burton. So I'm just going like, yeah. Apparently so hasn't Helen of Artem Carter. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. That's true. Does so that mean not we're not going to get... Deeper? I, watch, Johnny Depp is going to run away with her now. <laughs> he just got married, didn't he? I think I so, know. or something like that. I saw I saw him and some chick on Facebook when I was scrolling through earlier. Yeah, that's about all I remember on that, but I'm pretty sure he just got married. And JT's having a kid. Yep. 
Yeah, I saw the picture of Beale's belly. <laughs> I, okay, I'm not sure if Stargate Pioneer is trying to troll us or not, but I look in the chat room, he goes, Adam Sandler could be Beetlejuice. No, and... Star Pie. <laughs> no. Shut up, Star Pie. Yeah, no. I agree with Maki. Absolutely no. I'm sad to see this one. If it's Adam not Sandler should be nothing. It's not Beetlejuice. Yeah, I don't understand how Adam Sandler still has a career. Current day... Adam Sandler flicks are garbage. It's not funny. College frat boy douchebags love Adam Sandler films. Side note. Side note. Boyfriend tried to put on one of his latest movies to put us to sleep to. I think it was called Blended with him and Drew Barrymore. I couldn't fall asleep to it because it was so bad. You started hate watching it, didn't you? I did. (laughs) This all ties back to the fact that Naki is a hater. I'm sure DC will give them a role in something eventually because they like they like to do horrible casting and really stupid things. Ooh, tell us how you really feel. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I have I have a lot of bones to pick with DC and their awful casting. Well, you know, you know, you can you flag in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Well, instead of doing any more news stuff, since Ada hasn't been here for, let me toss you and let you pick your bones over DC casting stuff, and then we'll wrap things up. My, this is my, my, fun. My, my biggest bone with the DC casting is literally. I'm sure you guys have already talked about this, and I might have missed it. They have these hugely popular television shows, and they're like, and they're going to cast another dude to play Flash. What the fuck? That dude is awesome. I love that show, and it just makes no sense to me why they would waste that effort and that time to find someone else to do what this guy's already doing in such an amazing fashion. That's my my biggest issue with DC at the moment. It's because uh, their cinematic and TV shows do not cross universes, which is one of their biggest problems. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a bad idea. I, I, I completely agree to that, too. Well, it's, in it's, their goal to be different than Marvel, they're spiting themselves in this, because the popularity of Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin and their respective shows could put asses in seats for movies. Yes. Yeah. Let's be honest, guys. When they did the Arrow TV show, no one thought it was going to pick up and be any good, because it's Green Arrow who gives a fuck. Well, no, and it's Green Arrow on CW. Yeah, and, and Arrow has widely outperformed what it was supposed to do. Same with Flash. Now you've got the fact they want to do these movies, and people are going to go and see a Justice League movie or whatever they'll have Green Arrow in, or a Flash movie because they're expecting to see Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell, and they're going to go in, and they're going to be like, what the fuck? And I think... It's going to backfire. Horribly. I think it could backfire on them, and I... People are going to watch these shows. They're devoted to these shows. And the number of people watching these shows is not at all comparable to what you want in movie theater seats. Let's put it that way. You're going to want more people to go to the movies because you make more money off of that. But if they do it right, what they could do is the movies could be their introduction to the shows then and get more viewers that way, thus creating this this bubble for DC fan base. And I, I was kind of disappointed in how sad... Like, how much I've gone back from liking DC. I used to love DC. DC used to be the only thing I would pick up. And now I pick up zero DC. I have nothing in my box that's from DC. I just have Batman right now. Yeah, I'm down to Batman. And that's only because, well, I love Scott Snyder, but it's mainly Greg Capullo. If there was no writing, I would still get that book just to look at the pretty pictures. Yeah, and if you guys get a chance, go read the latest issue of Endgame. We'll talk about it next week because they absolutely changed the Joker's origin. And I'm really curious what you guys think about it. But I mean, for those that don't want to read it, I will put the link in the chat so you can see what it is, and we can talk about it next week. But the but the thing is, is that they're shooting themselves in the foot because they, like, like you said, if people want to see Grant Gustin and um, 
Stephen Amell, they want to see these people on screen. And so, yes, people who don't know the shows won't necessarily understand that, but it could be their stepping stone to get into the show, to go watch it on Netflix or Hulu or whatever you watch it on. And, you know, you could build up an audience on two fronts if they were smart. Yeah, like Marvel is. They're just not smart. It's, it's Warner Brothers. Yep. Well, well, that's I the problem. Yeah. Kevin Feige is in charge of basically everything at Marvel Studios. So you have one person that makes basically all the decisions. At DC, you have all the Time Warner executives involved. That's far too many people making decisions on this TV show that's over here on this network, this TV show that's over here on this network, this TV show that's over here on this network, and then all your movie franchises. Let me play devil's advocate for a second, whereas the fact that Marvel's TV shows are doing right now, they're creating those after they've generated their cinematic universe. They can tie those things together. DC's plan to do a cinematic universe happened after Arrow had started and after Flash was greenlit. So they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place there. Is Do we bring in these TV properties, and it's tough to sell your executives on the fact that we're taking... Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin, who are great on TV and putting them on a big screen film, which they don't—they're not box office draw. Let's be honest, and I'm not saying that disparagingly. They've kind of put themselves in a corner where they can't easily connect oh, things. Because Ezra Miller is gonna fucking put asses in seats. I, I don't even know who the fuck Ezra Miller is. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah, he's the one that they've been cast as the Flash. Nobody knows who the fuck he is. He's done like one TV show. He's a goofy looking fuck, and he's not Grant Gustin. So I don't know how the hell he's going to put asses in seats when a guy that's kicking ass as the Flash wouldn't. Yeah, th that decision is going to be one that hurts them the most because I think the Flash has been much better than anyone anticipated in the fact that it's beating Arrow in the ratings right now in Season 1 I think has surprised a lot yes. of people. And I think people, were just, they wanted a happier superhero show and they've got that with Flash. It's still a good story, but it's not as depressing as Arrow can be at times. Or Constantine. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I have only watched one episode of Constantine still. Constantine. Yeah. I've only watched one episode of Constantine as well. It's just... It picked up... Okay, so... I'm caught up. It's, it's a fun I show. Wa I haven't watched this episode, this week's episode, but Constantine really picks up around episode four. Like, the first three episodes, like, we're kind of like, eh, okay, this could go either way. Episode four is when the storyline really hits and it starts to actually get into it. Like with Arrow, it took me eleven episodes before I liked it. So that's why I've got it on my DVR. I'll eventually watch it. I, uh, I just don't know when. It took me till uh, Felicity was introduced to like Arrow. I think there's a lot of people that were like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Felicity. Yeah. Goth Felicity I... ass was pretty hot too. I, I hate Colt Haynes. I fucking hate Colt Haynes. <laughs> Why? He's actually beating Emily Blett. And I yeah. fucking hate Colt's supermodel ass. Because he's tapping it. <laughs> yup. Bastard. <laughs> fucking Arsenal. <laughs> no, no, no. They don't know. They don't call him Arsenal. He's still Red Arrow on TV. I thought at one point they called him Arsenal already. His nickname is Arsenal, but if you caught it in last week's episode, they caught them on TV. They said, it appears it's Red Arrow and some woman in black or something like that. Nice. Uh, before, since we were beaten up on DC so bad, Wing did bring up a good point of a book that he thought was pretty good. He says, Grayson is so fracking awesome. I read the first two issues, and then I kind of tapered off. I tend to agree with Anthony, who said in the chat room, I want Nightwing, not some silly super spy. Tim Seeley, the writer, is great, and in one issue he did prove that he understands Nightwing 
probably better than most writers when he had him fight the Midnighter. And just with one line, Midnighter's, because Midnighter has the ability to look at anybody and figure out how a fight's going to end. And Dick Grayson was still able to actually kind of go toe-to-toe with him. When Midnighter looked at him, he said, you actually fight like Jazz. Like, the kid, in, you know, interprets and does things that nobody else could think of, even the Midnighter. So in that, Tim Seeley is writing a good book, but it's still, it's Dick Grayson who's been made a super spy. He's not fucking Nightwing anymore. And, uh... All right, then. <laughs> yeah, that's my last one. Uh, fucking so Dan. I, I was going to move off this topic. Kill off Nightwing. Yeah. I was going to move off this topic real quick, but Jedi Ross put a good comment in there, so we'll touch on that, and then we'll wrap things up, because I know we're running short on time. He goes, uh, in regards to our DC versus Marvel thing, he goes, they do not want to, excuse me, they may not want to paint themselves into a corner like Marvel. DC fans have grown tired of the Marvel formula. Guardians of the Galaxy was great, but I have no excitement for what's left. The more flashes in Batman, the better. I'm tired of Batman. I want to see some director have the balls to bring back a fun Batman. That's what Adam I want. Adam Sandler see. as Batman. As oh, Batman. No! <laughs> Sometimes you just can't get rid of the bomb. <laughs> I've got my bat bomb repellent. <laughs> Shark repellent. I keep it with me all the time. And I live in the Midwest. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see where people might be tired of the Marvel formula, but at the same time... Okay, full disclosure, I'm more of a Marvel fan than a DC fan. I like the fact that everything builds together and you see pieces of how everything's going to come together, and I think it's really ambitious. And I think DC has seen the same thing by them saying, we're going to do our own cinematic universe that's all tied together. So that's, that's the way of the future. Yeah, but DC's half-assing it because they're not involving their TV shows. At least Marvel has trouble with... They have trouble with their five TV shows on five different networks. Well, guys, let's, let's remember to try to involve them all. Let's remember we were shitting all over the idea of the tied together TV show and movies for the first half of Agents of Shield until they made it all come together. I still I wasn't, get bothered by that. I still I do. Was, I, I wasn't here for that because I thought that was awesome. I, I, <laughs> I did, but the vast majority of people were shitting. Don't forget, I was the only person that liked something. No shot. I still no. get bothered by that. I, I said really the did. payoff was. I figured the payoff was coming, and I was waiting to see what was going to happen. But I was getting a little bored with things. Yeah, and the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Captain America Winter Soldier, and then what happened the next day, or the, the following week, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was fucking amazing. Still yeah. haven't seen any of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., other than the first episode that I fell asleep in. So, I mean, I still have that... Yeah, it's, I'm still not watching it, and it's not out of hate for that or anything like that. It's just... I don't have time, but I still don't... like. Not that I think that DC should be mer- merging, but I think that they should have done their casting better. I think that they, or at least looked at their numbers better. Um, I think with having a separate TV and movie universe isn't a bad thing, but it's they still shot themselves in the foot there. But anyways, that's a whole long rant that is convoluted and probably better written out. Right, than- so I'll take us off this on just on uh, Jerry Ross's final thought he had in that in the chat room. He goes, I feel, excuse me, Excuse me. I like that different visions can exist at the same time, and that's what DC's doing with their difference between the TV and the cinematic universe. And that's fun too. It's just it's different. And I think, from my perspective, when you've got guys that are just nailing the roles like Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin, why wouldn't you want to use them? Exactly. But don't forget, 
right, I'll say one last thing, then I'll move us off this topic. Back in 2006, when Superman Returns came out, everyone said the exact same thing, like, why aren't you using Tom Welling as Superman? He's been doing it on TV forever. No, I never said that because the whole point of Smallville was that he would never be Superman. There were a lot of people saying it. I did not want him as Superman on the big screen myself, but that was. I think he could have done it though. I think so too. He could have done as good a job as Brandon Routh though. It was just a thought to consider. But looking at the time, it's time for us to wrap up. Our normal way of doing that is we're just going to share with you, our listening audience, what we've been getting into, what we are getting into in the time ahead. I'll toss to Naki because why not? Because why not? Um. I got stuck playing Trivia Crack. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, so I got sucked into playing Trivia Crack. My friend Crystal and I have been having a harsh head-to-head battle, um, stealing each other's guys, and the, the one thing that both of us suck at is sports on there, because neither of us... Like, I'm a hockey fan and a little bit of a football fan. Like, my football fanness has decreased since Jay Cutler, so... He's a big bitch. He's terrible. God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) God, he's just awful. Um, So I've got that going for me. I'm in school, so that pretty much takes over my life. Um, What? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, Although my sister and I have decided we're going to start the Borderlands series from the beginning. Um, and do a replay, but since That's both of us of are, well, both of us are are of the busy schedule because she works a lot. She and because uh, she's a manager over at uh, Dave and Buster's, and so it's it's one of those like when both of us are home, we'll do it type thing. But it'll just be fun because now we both have big fancy TVs and we can actually see what's happening. Um, so it'll just be fun. That's what I got. Yay. All right. Um, how about yourself, Anthony? What have you been getting into? Uh, getting caught up on all my geek shows, so I stayed caught up this week, so that was fun. Um, try to do a screen share here. I got uh, Will Blankenship, the artist on Double Jumpers, was nice enough to share a page of his uh, pencils with me so I could try to teach myself how to I start love doing that Oh, Double Jumpers was great. But I uh, had never actually loaded Manga Studio 5, which I bought into my computer. And now that I've loaded it, I'm trying to teach myself how to ink. So he lent me a page of his pencils, and I started inking it. So you can see that there. Funky little demon dude and some dude all scared. But yeah, that was fun. I was working on that all yesterday while I was watching um, the UFC fights. UFC fights last night were awesome. Spider Silva came back, put on kind of a good performance against Nick Diaz. And then um, actually I've been trying to do, uh, if I'm not drawing every day, I'm drawing almost every day, and I've been starting to do uh, lunch sketches at work. I'm not sure if this one will show up, though, because it's very light. There we go. We're getting a little bit. Spider-Gwen? Yeah, little Spider-Gwen. I was one at work sitting there, had you know the dual monitors at work and had a pose from Spider-Man on one screen, Spider-Gwen costume reference on the other screen, and so there at my desk, do you want to draw on a Spider-Gwen? That's where, you know, the state tax money goes to pay my salary so I can sit at work and do doodles. Hmm. <laughs> That's what I get back into drawing every day now, so get to the point where ugh, I can start drawing all the stuff I want to draw and start getting some books done and put out. So that's it. Let's see. I'll go next. I have not been doing a ton of stuff. Uh, the girlfriend's playing through Mass Effect 2 again, but she's doing a Renegade run, so I've kind of watched bits and pieces of that when I've been in the living room. 
and I've been reading some comics, and God, I haven't really done much else, just podcasting. Podcasting, comics, and work. That's kind of depressing. It's not bad. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, work work is essential to then pay said bills and continue to enjoy other hobbies. But that's you do the just... ones, you can do the other two. So, how about yourself, Adam? Other than having a kid, what have you been up to? <laughs> uh, I run a lot. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. <clears throat> I had a kid. Uh, I run. I'm, I'm training. Like I said I have the 10K. Also, I have a, a 25 and a 50K next year that I'll be doing. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the extent of pretty much what I do. I, I run. I work out, and uh, I'm now raising a, a child, which. Just slightly scary. Um, <laughs> child part's easy. I just fear for the rest of the world, knowing that my offspring will be out there for the for another like eighty years. Cutting people. That's right. Had to had to carry on the legacy of cutting. Um, are you still gaming? <clears throat> uh, not as much as I used to. Um, I did pick up Munchkin recently. Munchkin's um, so fun. Nice. But which uh, actually has a comic out right now, and I guess in each issue they have a card. That's really cool. Uh, I played a little bit of Path of Exile. That's pretty much as far as I go anymore. It's not bad, though. I'm just scared there's going to be future Adahays cutting people now. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. The influx is coming. <laughs> so I guess we should start wrapping things up. Before we do that, thanks for joining us, Adah. We haven't seen you in forever. It's kind of fun to have you back once in a while. I do what I can. We'll have to do it again sometime. <laughs> Make sure all the new listeners remember the old days of cutting. Cutting and random threats of violence. <laughs> and stupid games. And stupid games. Yeah, we haven't done any stupid games in forever. Maybe I'll bring one back just for shits and giggles. Nostalgia week. Nostalgia week would imply we're doing more than one episode in a week, and that scares me. <laughs> that, is, that is terrifying. We can still have so much free time week, for just podcasting. do one episode. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. All right, well, I can't have podcast to do, Chris. It's no, not at all. I can take a week <laughs> off. Steven wants to get... I, here's the funny thing, and then I'll start wrapping this up. Steven's podcast, the Gunny podcast, I've done more of them than he has. Nice. <laughs> nice. I have a two-episode lead on him, so he wants me to miss some episodes so he can get caught back up. So maybe that's just a good reason to do so. But I think that is going to wrap us up for this week. A big thank you to our special guest slash former host, the Adahe, for joining us. Thank you, sir. And I, uh, I figured that's what I was getting. Don't forget, we stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com. And if you missed the show, find us at atgnpodcast.com or gunnageeknetwork.com. You can find us there. In addition to all the other great shows on the Gunna Geek Network, I accidentally dropped some, like, say, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Starling Tribune during this episode. So go check out the other great shows on the network. We'll keep you entertained. And you don't even have to listen to my voice on some of them, so that's even better. It's a lot better. It's true. Chris actually is in, like, every single show. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to ask them to use my intro for the network on every, po- every network show one week just to screw with you all. <laughs> It's going to happen. It's Chris going Apocalypse to... is happening. The Chris, Chris Mageddon. <laughs> I don't know. But before we close down the stream, anyone have any last thoughts? I'm hungry and I want bacon. That's Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Well, 
on that note, we're getting out of here so Naki can have some bacon and not cut me for letting her not get bacon. <laughs> bacon. We'll She'll see. cut you anyway. Yeah, she probably will. So don't forget, we'll see you guys next week live at 11 a.m. Eastern at live.atgnpodcast.com. But until then, you guys have fun getting your geek, getting your geek on, being nerds or whatever. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network where you can find all things good and nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join the Adahe, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. The music you've heard for both the intro and outro of this show were found on SoundCloud.com and are used in accordance with the Creative Commons licenses. Leaving Earth by Abandon All Hope is used as the outro of this show, and The Wind Waker by the Neskimos is used as the intro and slightly modified in both cases. To get links directly to these songs, go to atgnpodcast.com and check out the background music section.